It's time for the most interactive radio program in Las Vegas today. It's time for Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro. Brian will talk sports, politics, entertainment, and anything that matters to you. Feel free to call Brian at 702-221-7283. You want answers? I want the truth! Now Pushing the Limits, here's Brian Shapiro. All right, what's up, everybody? Happy Thursday. It is Pushing the Limits. I'm so glad you could join us. We're broadcasting everywhere, not just on the FM and AM dial. We're broadcasting live everywhere. TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch. We're all over the place, man. Uh, so you get to see my uh, my beautiful mug, uh, and then you wonder why I have a face for radio. Well, here you go, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, welcome to the show. Lots to get to, a lot to go over today. So uh, usually when I start a show... Um, I know exactly who my guests are going to be, but today's a little bit of a different circumstance. Uh, there's a woman by the name of Tina Peters. Uh, she's the former clerk for, uh, in Colorado. Uh, and she was, uh, one of the states in Colorado's most prominent 2020 election denier. Well, listen, she's holding an event at a local church in Henderson today. She's a big Trump MAGA supporter, which is fine. I wanted to get her on the show and, and, and I wanted her to give me reasons why she still feels Trump won the 2020 election and why she's going on this tour. Haven't heard back from her people. They confirmed all week that she was coming on. So I have no idea if she's coming on at the bottom of the hour or not. Maybe she still is. I hope she is. And I would love to have a conversation with her. And listen, I'm happy to promote her event tonight, uh, especially if she's willing to take the time to come on and have a good discussion. Um, but sometimes people don't want to get into debates. Sometimes people don't want to get into discussion where there might be disagreements, uh, which I think more Republicans and Democrats need to do. And I think more people on the radio and TV need to do. Right. Uh, so anyway, we'll see what happens. And then if she doesn't come on, then we'll take it from there and we'll, we'll figure out a way to deal with it. But anyway, we'll see if she joins us at the bottom of the hour. Former NBA veteran Paul McKeskey and 20-year coach will be joining us in hour number two. We're going to talk about Bronny, LeBron James' son, uh, how he's doing. Uh, is this as rare as, as some people make it out to be uh, with uh, Bronny having a cardiac arrest? Thank God he's doing better. That's, that's great news. So we'll talk about that and uh, plenty of other things. And then coming up here in a little bit, I do want to talk about Mitch McConnell who froze. It looked like he had some sort of medical episode. And uh, I think it's very poignant to talk about the difference between Republicans and Democrats today in regards to what took place to Mitch McConnell. I'll talk about that a little bit more at the bottom of the hour. We're going to talk about uh, aces, and now it could be former aces player Raquana Williams. We're going to get to that in a couple minutes here. Uh, domestic violence, the second time she's been charged with this. This is very serious. And I'm also going to share my frustration with some people in this town that are not willing to talk about it, members of the media that are not willing to talk about it. Uh, so we're going to get into that here in a few minutes. I want to start by saying this. Anybody who knows me knows I am a food connoisseur, so to speak. Sometimes it's really good to find good pizza in Las Vegas. Sometimes it's really good to find a good Italian restaurant. Everybody knows how much I love Stallone's. Brett Raymer is a good uh, friend of mine, good personal friend, and he's opening up a new Stallone's restaurant at Santa Fe Station soon. It's a great place. But I would say nine out of ten Italian restaurants that I go to suck. They're terrible. Um, yesterday was an exception. 
a rare exception. So I went out uh, to Arizona Charlie's on Decatur, a place that I do frequent from time to time. Uh, I went with my good friend Al DeLeon, and uh, they just opened up a new uh, pizza restaurant there. It's called River Rock Pizza and Pasta. Now, I had no idea what to expect. Man, I've like I said, I've gone into some uh, Italian restaurants, and I get a pie over there, and I, and I swear the pizza tastes like cardboard. It's so bad. They just sprinkle a little cheese on it, and, and it's terrible. Uh, but I went into this restaurant with an open mind, and I got to tell you, I was very impressed. Very, very impressed. Uh, I'm usually not a chicken Alfredo guy, but I'm going to say this was probably the best chicken Alfredo I've ever had. It was so damn good. The meatballs were great. Uh, it was really awesome. You got to check it out. Golden Gaming, the people over there do a great job. I met some of the uh, management people, the higher-ups, the the VIPs, the very important people. They were all very nice, and uh, it's a great restaurant. And uh, I'll definitely be going back frequently. So I, I highly recommend all of you check out this place because I always talk to you about new restaurants that I like and restaurants that I don't like. Uh, this is one of those places that I really do like. Uh, and we need more, you know, Italian eateries that are actually good. And this place, check it out. River Rock Pizza and Pasta. I highly recommend the Chicken Alfredo, which I tried yesterday. It was really, really Really good. So now I have two favorite Italian restaurants in town. Brett Raymer Stallone's and River Rock Pizza and Pasta over there at Arizona Charlie's. And guess what? They're not even sponsoring my show this place. But I'm still going to give them the accolades because it was really, really good. So I highly recommend anybody check it out. So a lot of women in this country and some men talk about domestic violence. Very, very serious topic. Should be a serious topic. It's horrible. One of the worst things you can do just somebody has put their hands on them, a loved one. Put your hands on anybody, especially a wife or a husband. It's horrible, right? And we talk a lot on this show about domestic violence with professional athletes, particularly those in the NFL. And I've been very hard on the NFL uh, when it comes to domestic violence. I personally believe if you have a record of domestic violence, uh, you shouldn't have the privilege of being a professional athlete. That's just my personal opinion. It, it's very, very serious. And unfortunately, the Las Vegas Aces now have someone who fits that realm. And, and it's a sad story. And I'm going to share my frustrations with the media here in a moment. But uh, let me just give you the story first. And then, and then we'll get into a little bit more about this. But shooting guard. And uh, on-court role player, her nickname is Bebe. She's averaging six points uh, last season. She hasn't played during the current season due to a back injury. Well, yesterday in a Las Vegas courtroom, she stood silently in shackles behind security glass during her initial appearance at the Las Vegas Justice Court. Her public defender is Ryan uh, Basher. And he told the judge that Williams has lived in Nevada for five years and that... Um, there should be no issue with no contact order since the person Williams is accused of attacking. And from what I understand, this is her wife uh, that she allegedly attacked. Uh, let me just read you a little bit of what the police report had to say, and then we will go from there. Uh, they got a call at noon on Tuesday, police did, Metro, to the home in an upscale Southern Highlands uh, home. Uh, just south of the Las Vegas Strip. Williams and her wife told officers they argued about breaking up after about four years together. If those of you that are wondering, they married last September. The wife's name was blocked out uh, from the report. Williams is accused of using her hands around her partner's neck. Doesn't get more serious than that. 
trying to choke her and of wielding a heavy candle in one hand and a heavy metal stand in the other as weapons to prevent the woman from leaving their bedroom. Officers did document injuries, including scratches on the woman's throat, a bruised left eyebrow, and a scratch on her right thumb. The report did not say whether she was hospitalized or not. Williams was arrested around 4.30 p.m. on Tuesday outside a gym. Police say she was taken to a hospital after complaining she was the victim in the case and had a busted lip and two black eyes. Prosecutor Glenn O'Brien cited that he called violence and damage to the victim and Justice of the Peace Rebecca Sachs noted the charges stemmed from acts that police said occurred over an extended period of time. Now, here's what's even more daunting about this whole situation is that this isn't the first time for Williams. She faced league discipline back in 2019, a 10-game suspension without pay, which is in the WNBA about a third of the season. An arrest on domestic battery charges. She was playing for the uh, L.A. Sparks at the time. The league said it took into account the nature and seriousness of the allegations, including involvement of a gun. Raquana Williams is a WNBA veteran. And of course, as you know, she was a member of last year's Aces championship team. So what have the Aces done? What has the WNBA done? Well, the Aces have barred her from the team after her arrest on felony domestic violence charges, but they have not released her. Williams was released from jail yesterday without bail. And uh, she can have no contact with her wife, the alleged victim. And she also must comply with alcohol monitoring pending another court appearance, which is slated for August 2nd. So what have the ACEs said? Well, they released a statement. And they said she's precluded from participating in team activities. They also said we condemn domestic violence of any kind. Our thoughts are with the parties involved in this situation. Okay, so first of all, now let me give you, I wanted to give you the facts. Now let me give you my opinions. First of all, this is not the ACE's fault. They didn't put their hands on anybody. They don't condone violence, and I believe them. And there's a lot of good people within the ACEs organization. So in no way, shape, or form am I going on the air today saying that this is their fault. However, this is now the second time. The ACEs need to release this woman. She needs to be gone from the WNBA. And I don't care whether this is her last few years in the league. I don't care how many points she's averaging. This is now the second time. She already got a suspension. This is number two now. I don't care whether alcohol or drugs were involved or not. I don't care whether there's been a conviction or not. This is enough. And for the women in the WNBA who are champions for for victims of domestic violence, and by the way, I applaud them for doing that. You have to take care of your own. This is unacceptable. It should not represent the ACEs organization or the WNBA, and I know it doesn't. But she needs to be released, saying that she's temporarily not allowed to be a member of any team activities is not enough. This is where I will criticize the Las Vegas Aces. She needs to be fired. She needs to be released. Gone. And the WNBA needs to put out a stronger statement. You can say all the right things. Oh, well, we don't condone this. We're searching for more information. That's not enough. She should never be allowed to play in the WNBA again. And I would say that in some cases for the second time of a domestic violence issue for professional athletes, man or woman, 
in any sport. So if this was the second time for an NFL football player, a male NFL football player, what would we all be saying? Give him a slap on the wrist? Just because this is a woman and she is, I guess, gay, that should have no bearing on this story. But for some people, I guess it does. And it shouldn't. And here's something else I'm going to say. There's not one member of the media or two members of the media or three members of the media. There is a handful of media members that refuse to talk about this story. A handful. You're cowards. I understand that if you're an employee with the organization, there's certain things you could say and there's certain things you can't say. I totally understand that. But I'm talking about members of the media that are not paid by the Las Vegas Aces franchise should not be cowardly and should not be afraid of talking about this story. It's very important because it needs to be called out. And by the way, Brittany Griner got into a physical altercation with her woman not that long, several years back. That wasn't covered as much as it should have either. If you're going to be a champion for equality, which I applaud, if you're going to be a champion for social issues, whether it be the LGBTQ community, whatever the case may be, and I applaud that, then you better be consistent. And if it's one of your own involved in a second time now, a domestic violence situation, then you need to be able to call it out, get right in front of it, and release Raquana Williams. Release her. The Aces should have done that already. Stop telling me that you're searching for more information. It seems to me, based on the police report, the evidence is certainly enough. Certainly enough. And I look at, you know, the former Texas Tech coach who wasn't even found guilty and those charges were dropped. Now, he's since received another job, but the university, in my personal opinion, did the right thing because you represent the university. And they fired him with cause. Raquana Williams should be fired. She is a disgrace. She is a disgrace. There are young girls all over this country that look up to people like Raquana Williams. Well, guess what? They shouldn't anymore because Raquana Williams is an embarrassment and a disgrace. You are a public figure, too. If this was just any everyday person, I'd be saying the same thing. But even more important for a WNBA player and a professional athlete who commits, in my based on the evidence, allegedly, I guess I have to say allegedly, domestic violence and assaulting her wife. I want more WNBA players to call her out. And I understand it puts the team in a very difficult situation because I would imagine the members of the team on the Las Vegas Aces are probably good friends and probably close with the Quanta. Doesn't matter. I say the same thing about police officers when so many professional athletes, including WNBA players, and I agree with them, say, I want good cops to call out bad cops. Well, guess what? I want WNBA players to call out WNBA players involved in domestic violence. That's what I want. This is a horrible situation, and it should never happen. Whether alcohol was involved or not, to me, is completely irrelevant. When you put your hands on a spouse, or anybody for that matter, there has to be severe consequences. And I don't care how sorry Waquana Williams is, she clearly didn't learn her lesson from the first time, because she did it again. So why? Why are people not more people in the media not talking about this? This was a national story. There were national articles about this. It did get out there, but maybe not out there enough. 
because you know when you hear of an NFL player that puts his hand on 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 his spouse, it's all over the media. And by the way, I'm not saying that's a bad thing because anybody should be called out for this type of behavior. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. What I am saying is that when it's a WNBA player, it doesn't seem to be as high profile. People in the media aren't talking about it enough. There are people in the media that cover this team on a daily basis that are not talking about it. And that is disgusting. And you are cowards. You are a coward. I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you're a second time offender and you represent a team, a franchise, you should be fired. In some cases, even a first-time offender, you should be fired. Yes, I'll say it again. I don't think Raquana Williams should ever be allowed to play in the WNBA ever again. You want to go to Russia, go ahead and play there. Have fun. You should not be allowed to play in the WNBA. Certainly, you shouldn't be allowed to play for the Las Vegas Aces. It's a really bad look. It's really awful. And listen, again, I understand that it's an ongoing investigation and you're innocent until proven guilty. Listen, you, you can cry me a river with that stuff. I would love to see Becky Hammond today hold a press conference without giving out any details in the case and just look at the cameras and talk to the media and say, Raquana Williams has been released. We have no further comment. We don't, other than the fact that we, we never condone domestic violence. It, it, it will never be tolerated within this organization or the WNBA. Raquana Williams has since been released and we hope we, she gets the help she deserves. That, I, I would love to hear that from Becky Hammond today, but I don't think that's going to happen because maybe they're in fear of lawsuits. I don't know because she hasn't been convicted. But you can let somebody go and fire somebody even if they're not convicted of a crime. You know, we've seen that with Beard. You know, Beard was never convicted of domestic violence. In fact, the charges were dropped, but a university is still was still allowed to fire him because you can fire somebody if you feel like it makes your organization look bad. Even if a crime has not been committed, there is no chance that you can make the claim that Raquana Williams is, is not making the aces look bad. She is. Again, you don't have to be convicted of a crime for somebody to fire you with cause. And that's exactly, you know, what has taken place here. And listen, it's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. So we'll have to wait and see how this thing plays out. Obviously. But I don't think Raquana Williams, and maybe, maybe she'll never play in the WNBA again. Don't feel sorry for her. In my opinion, she shouldn't. We have to be consistent with things in society, and I feel like we're not, right? I talk about this in the political world all the time. All the time, right? The people out there that are saying Hunter Biden uh, took advantage of who his daddy was. Well, guess what? You don't think the, uh, the Trumps did the exact same thing? So I want to be fair with people. If Hunter Biden committed crimes, then I want him to hell to account. If there's evidence that Joe Biden committed crimes, I want him held to account. I feel the same way about the Trump family, right? I don't care whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. If you broke the law, I want you held to account. That's all. I think that's a pretty fair position. You know, there are plenty of Republicans and Democrats that are uh, working within the FBI and our justice system. 
if there is evidence that Joe Biden committed crimes or a crime, then I want him held to account. Go ahead. If there's evidence, impeach, impeach him too. I've got no problem with that at all. The problem I do have is that Hunter Biden has never been a politician. He wasn't working within the Biden administration. Did he kick? Did, did he take advantage of who his dad was? Of course he did. Of course he did. You know? So, listen. Um, we're going to have to wait and see what happens here. And uh, let the investigation go as it is. I have no problem with that either. If Hunter Biden committed crimes, hold him to account. If Joe Biden committed crimes, hold him to account. I feel that way, whether it's Trump or whether it's Biden, whether it's a Republican, whether it's a Democrat. If people are, I should say, if there's evidence that people have committed a crime, then I want them held to account. It shouldn't matter in this country what political party you're in. Don't break the law. Now, Kevin McCarthy uh, the other day said that to this point, they don't have any direct evidence that Joe Biden broke the law. Okay, well, until you do, maybe we shouldn't talk about it. I don't know. I wasn't on the air talking about Russian collusion and and, and how Donald Trump was colluding with the Russians. I didn't go on the air and I didn't say that stuff because I didn't see any direct evidence, right? If there's direct evidence, then we should be talking about it, right? We know that Hunter Biden has suffered from drug addiction. You know, it's a very serious thing. All the people in this country that die of, of fentanyl overdoses every day, uh, addiction is a very, very serious thing, and it should be taken seriously. We know that Hunter Biden purchased a gun illegally. We know that he scammed the IRS on taxes, and he was held to account for that. Now, some people might say, well, he got a slap on the wrist. That's a different conversation. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We are going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to be joined by a lady in the name of Tina Peters. She's the former clerk of Mesa County, Colorado, and she actually has an event set up in Henderson, Nevada, I believe, today at a local church. She's a staunch Trump supporter. Some would say maybe a controversial figure, but uh, I'm looking forward to speaking with her. We're going to talk about election integrity. We're going to talk about Donald Trump. We're going to talk about the Biden administration. We're going to talk about this tour that she's been on and the message that message that she's trying to convey. Tina Peters will be our guest coming up next. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub? When you can be a hero, Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Look, it's impossible for the average person to find a great attorney out there. There's so much misinformation. Now, let me introduce you to former Chief Deputy District Attorney Thomas Moskal. He was Las Vegas' top DUI prosecutor for years 
prosecuted the most high-profile DUI cases in Clark County. No one knows more about DUI law in Nevada. Just Google it. If you get charged with DUI, whether it's a misdemeanor or even more importantly, a felony, you need Thomas Moskal representing you, his relationships with the prosecutors and judges, and his knowledge of DUI law to work for you. So give him a call now or text him at 702-848-5555. It's your life and liberty that's at stake. Don't wait. Call now. That number again, 702-848-5555. Buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well. So I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Wynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams and treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. Office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. All right, welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Thursday. Thank you so much for joining us. So, uh, you know, listen, there are, there are still a lot of people in this country that believe Donald Trump won the 2020 election. They vehemently believe that. And there are people in this country that do not. We seem to be very uh, divided on, on a lot of issues in this country, by the way. A uh, woman who is the former clerk of Mesa County, Colorado. Her name is Tina Peters. Uh, you know, uh, some said state's most prominent 2020 election denier. Some would make that claim. But when I speak to people like this, I want to get their thoughts. I want to know why they feel that way and uh, want to have, you know, civil, whether conversation, debate, whatever the case may be. Tina's in Henderson Today, she's going to be at the First Baptist Church at 7 p.m. She's on a tour called Guilty of Saving America, and uh, she's nice enough to join us right now on the show. Tina, good to see you. I appreciate you being here. How are you? Tina, are you there? I think you're muted, Tina, on your side. There you go. There you go. We got you, Tina. How are you? Good, good. Thank you, Brian, for having me on. I appreciate your show very much. I I appreciate that. You seem to give both sides and give people a chance to uh, 
to make up their own mind. And I appreciate that about a, uh, a podcast sure. or, or a reporter. Thank sure. You. Well, I definitely, I definitely try to do that, Tina. It doesn't mean I'm always going to agree with everybody, but I always give people the opportunity and I appreciate you taking the opportunity to come on the show. Let me, let me start by asking you this. Um, if some people out there say you're a controversial figure, is, is that an unfair characterization? How do you feel about that? Well, I agree, Brian. I think that people are, are entitled to their own opinion. I just ask that their opinion be based on facts. And when someone doesn't look at the facts in a case uh, and chooses to believe the mainstream media or hearsay, uh, then I don't respect that. I think that I'm, I'm willing to have, like you are, a, uh, a conversation with people and then let them make up their m- own mind. Sure. Okay. Fair enough. Let's do that. Um, when if somebody asked you, do you believe Joe Biden is a free and fair elected president? What would be your response to that? Well, you know, I usually try to stay in my lane with uh, with what I know mm-hmm. uh, and. You know, I was um, I, I was the Mesa County clerk in uh, and recorder who did elections, and I thought I did a very fair election in my county. Um, you know, it was it's a it's a uh, a Republican red county, and Trump did win. What I've seen since then, then this has been two years. Um, I've seen so much evidence. I mean, hard hard evidence of manipulation, and, and all you have to do, Brian, is look at the state of our, of our, uh, United States right now, you know, open borders, uh, fentanyl, uh, child trafficking, uh, human sacrifice, uh, the, you know, the transitioning of, of, of butchering children, uh, and the confusion that's going on, the wars, um, you know, it's just, I think people out of their own, uh, mind realize that our, and I call them selected because that's my personal opinion from the proof I've seen. Uh, officials are not representing the people. I walked door to door, Brian, in 2016. I'm a cancer survivor. Uh, I'm a gold star mom. My son was a Navy SEAL that served this country. And I, as a business owner for 32 years, I just wanted to get involved. And, and I walked door to door. Uh, before the 2016 election, I talked to Democrat, I talked to Republican, unaffiliated Green Party. I talked to them all. And what I found was that people love their family uh, and and they want liberty in our country. And they're concerned. They're concerned right now. And that's what that's what um, prompted me after th- over three decades of being a business owner to stand up and run for public office mm-hmm. because I wanted to make a difference. And you know what the public office was? What's up? Or why I ran? I ran to shorten the three and a half hour wait times in our county in yep. motor vehicles. And I have no problem with that. And and I apl- <laughs> and I applaud and I applaud you for doing that. I guess from an outsider looking in as an independent, which I am, when I hear that you say you have hard evidence or you've seen hard evidence, why didn't Donald Trump's attorneys show hard evidence in the courtroom? Why why is it we have to go to the my pillow guy in Dinesh D'Souza? Uh, what, where were Donald Trump's attorneys? Where's that hard evidence? Where can it publicly be seen? And why have most people in this country not seen it, but you have, that would be my question. Well, it's not, it's just not that I've seen it. 
it, you know, it's being suppressed in the mainstream media, which is very evident. Uh, you know, if you just look at New York, you know, where they're trying to try him. I mean, these are, these are judges that are not on our side as far as for truth and, and transparency, uh, in my opinion. And, and here, this is, this is the point that matters to every person, especially if you're a voter. You want your vote to count. You want it to count for who you choose, whether it is Joe Biden or Donald Trump or or whoever it is, mm-hmm. right? Whether mm-hmm. you're a Democrat or Republican, um, that. It, but you want the transparency, and when you when you don't have transparency in the voting uh, process, and you know the Rasmussen poll has put out that sixty eight percent of the people do not believe the elections are fair, and and so that's where I stand. I said, you know. It let's let's look inside these machines, and that's what I was able to see. My actions uh, are called the uh, Rosetta Stone. Um, no one had seen inside the machines before because they weren't allowed to. So I can go there when you're ready. I have, yeah, I have no problem with that. Um, but I think you know the way you think he might be treated within our justice system is. is I think that's a different topic, and I'm glad to talk to you uh, about that. Sure. Uh, but all I'm saying is I want to see that hard evidence. Trump's attorneys in our justice system were unable to prove anything. Some of those were Republican Trump-appointed judges, uh, and there are many people within his uh, administration, former administration, that are saying that he even knew he lost the election. Let me ask you one more question about this, and then we can move on to some of those other topics that you brought up, which I think are all important. In 2016, Tina, as you know, when Trump was running against Hillary Clinton, months before that election, he says he said that the elections were rigged and that Hillary was going to rig it and the Democrats were going to rig it. Then he won. And then for the next three years, I didn't hear him talking about elections being rigged. I didn't hear Republicans talking about election integrity. Could it be possible that maybe if he lost, he would have done the same thing he did in 2020, but he won? And why is it only fraud when a Republican loses, because that's the way Donald Trump has behaved. He did it in 2016, then he won. And then for the next three years, he wasn't talking about elections being rigged. Why is sure. that? You know, I happen to know some some inside information, not inside, it's public. I can send it to you how that was prevented. Basically, they overwhelmed the polls and there's about eight different ways they cheat. We can get into that on another show or whenever you'd like. But, you know, the point of it is, is this is not Democrat and Republican. That's what people need to understand. The, the, the criminals, the Marxists, the globalists that want to, and there's no, there's no doubt in anybody's mind that there are entities that want to destroy this country because they can't implement this global, globalist agenda, agenda as long as we are, are sovereign of our own country. So that is, that is a fact, um, that can be backed up, but people have to understand. These people, these Marxists, these globalists, these people that are trying to uh, take out our country and make it weak in our military and, and all these things, selected uh, politicians, they're not Democrat, they're not Republican, but as long as they can keep us blaming the Democrats or blaming, blaming the Republicans, then they win. So it's important that uh, that people know that. And if you don't mind, there's a on, on YouTube. It's also on my on my uh, Tina Peters US website. Mm-hmm. There's a video. Uh, it's two minutes, and it, it it basically shows that both sides believe that there's problems. Do you mind playing that clip? Well, uh, uh, let me let me say this in general. Um, 
there, I think there's a, I don't disagree with you. I, I think that there, but I just think there's a fine line between saying that there's problems and then saying that Donald Trump won the 2020 election. Do you see where I'm going with that? We could always, we could always I come do. together and say, Hey, there's things we can do to improve. For example, I think you should have voter ID. I think you yes. should have to show an ID to vote. I've always been for that. Right. And we probably agree on a lot of that stuff. What I don't agree with is Donald Trump to this day saying he won the 2020 election. Uh, what I don't agree with is the rhetoric that led up to January 6th. Uh, Hillary Clinton conceded the next day. Um, there might be some Democrats out there that say that they don't believe Donald Trump won in 2016, but we didn't have an insurrection. Surely you would agree with me that what happened on January 6th was an embarrassment and it should never happen again in this country. Well, I believe there are operatives that are placed in places, you know, we, we've seen what's happening in a lot of circumstances where Soros-funded operatives are going in. We've got it right here in Las Vegas. I mean, I can bring you proof of, of people that have come in from out of state that have uh, been operatives to get... Okay, but hold on. Them. But hold on. Let me, let me backtrack. You're saying that okay. George Soros was responsible for the people that beat police officers on January 6th? I'm saying that George Soros is the is a lot of the money of these globalists are a lot of the money that's funding these groups that are infiltrating i mean we've got we've got videos and proof of people dressing up like trump supporters we've got videos of them bragging about putting on oh gosh i hate to put on this trump can you name me one can you name me one person that is in jail right now from january 6th that lied about being a trump supporter because what i've learned in, in through our justice system Everybody had a chance to defend themselves. And for, if you disagree with me, let me know. But there was overwhelming evidence that these people, just based on their social media, were, were right-wingers, were Trump supporters, and many of them are in jail. And they had the opportunity to defend themselves. And I didn't see any evidence of the over a 1,000 people that were convicted that somehow George Soros was a part of their a process of going to January 6th and some of them beating police officers, chanting, hang Mike Pence. Uh, you know, defecating on Nancy Pelosi's desk. I'm not saying Democrats can't be violent either. That's not what I'm yeah, saying. We're not talking Democrats and Republicans, remember. Right. We're but, talking globalist Marxists that want to take this country out. And if they, do you think it's it's inconceivable to believe that that these people would dress up like Trump supporters and go in and do these but things? But there's no you evidence know, of that. It's, Every, a fact. But, well, it's a fact. Well, give me, give me a name because I, I want to take you up on this. Is there Let's, a... Is there a, is there one court case, one person that you can name of the over a thousand people that were convicted on January 6th, 300 of them, I believe, are in jail. One person that there's evidence in court where they showed that George Soros funded them or they're a liberal or a Democrat disguised as a maggot. So because that would have come out in court. Can you name me okay, one case? All right. So you're putting a lot more, a lot more um, uh, confidence in our selected officials, our elected officials right now. Well, I'm talking about so, attorneys. I'm talking about just, the people that they just, hired as their defense attorneys. Surely that would have come out in a courtroom if that was true, no? Well, don't call me Shirley. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but go ahead and play that two-minute clip because I want people to understand, and this is what people want to know, who is they? People, whenever I speak, people always say, who mm -hmm. is they? You know, I've got I've got uh, people that have come over from the Democrat Party, mm -hmm. people that have come, you know, it, it, pe 
everyone knows if mm-hmm. they have half a brain and they're and they're not just listening to the rhetoric that something is wrong in this country that there's 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 um reasons there's people behind the fentanyl that's coming through there's people behind the human trafficking there's people behind what's going on in Ukraine and and all these things this is not normal and if you don't understand what's been going on in our election system for many, many years, you don't understand that elections are the root of the problem. So let me, if you'll just play that real quick, I think that'll, that I won't have to, to, to say so, a whole lot. Well, I, I promise you I'll play it when we're done with the interview because I don't want to waste, you know, I don't want to. No, 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 no. It, it, don't play it after I, the interview. Play it because it's the point. I, I hear you, it's, but I hear you, but there's, there's so many more issues I want to get to you on, uh, if that's okay. Um, you had mentioned, um, you know, transgenders and transgender surgery and, 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 and all that. And listen, there are a lot of Republicans that are talking about this i guess do you have an issue with drag queens reading books to kids let's start there what is your issue with that well you know i know that charlie kirk uh, or who was it that uh, cameron um uh, i'm kirk cameron uh, kirk cameron went mm-hmm. in and wanted to do the same thing you know mm-hmm. with uh, on a christian bias i think that children in my opinion mm-hmm. are too young to understand what's going on and it's causing a lot of confusion. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that's healthy. I think pe- kids should be going to school to learn their math and 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 social studies and things like that, English. You know, they don't even teach cursive anymore because AI doesn't understand cursive, but that's a whole other subject. <laughs> but but here's the thing, you know, you'd have to be blind and deaf um, and totally uh, isolated on an island to think that what's going on in this country is normal. And it's not, it, it, it's, it's not that, you know, they're trying to pit us one against the other, you know, whether it's Democrat and Republican, whether it's gay or straight, whether it's black or white, that is how they take down a country is divided. We okay, fall. So let me ask you a question then. I went to a drag queen reading uh, a few weeks ago, because I wanted to try to understand what the fuss was about. All the kids were having a good time. There was nothing sexual. Uh, everybody seemed to be having fun. The only thing I heard was, hey, everybody should be treated as equals. Let's treat everybody, you know, with respect. There was nothing sexual there. Now, I'm not talking about transgender surgery. We can get to that. But I'm just specifically talking about drag queens reading books to kids, which, by the way, are not happening in schools. I agree with what you said about schools and what kids should be learning and all that stuff. I agree with you, but I'm just talking about, you know, drag queen reading. And I say to myself, to some Republicans, can you name me a child that was killed from drag queen reading? And of course they can't. And I say, why are we not focusing on gun control or health care or more important issues? I don't see anything wrong with the drag queen reading books to kids so long as nobody's forced to go. And if the parents make that decision, would you disagree with me on that? I think that anything that demoralizes and breaks down our society is bad. I do believe in in free speech, but I also see that that you're ridiculed if your free speech doesn't agree with a more radical free speech. And, you know, you keep talking about Democrat and Republican. Mm -hmm. I can't go along with that narrative because it's not that's not the issue. You see the Liz Cheney's and the and the uh, Matt Romney's that are Republicans Mm -hmm. that vote like Democrats. And you see Democrats that are 
walking away from the Republican Party. You know, so so we have to get off of that Democrat Republican thing. But why would you I, say I, why would you say Liz Cheney votes like a Democrat? I would say 99 percent of her voting record is is far right. Is that because you, she voted to impeach Trump that you would say that? I'm trying to understand. Well, obviously, what I'm getting from our conversation yeah. is that you, you are, you know, you are wanting to talk about Democrat versus Republican. And, and I can't go with that because I see people as, as equal, important. When I, when I was the clerk and recorder and I would hire for um, my yeah. staff, I never asked them. I could have checked their voter registration. Mm-hmm. I never asked if they were Democrat or Republican, as long as they could do the job. Sure. But when, when you have people coming in that are obviously uh, demoralizing our country, you know, there's Would nothing- you say those are both Republicans and Democrats that are demoralizing? Abs- oh, absolutely. Okay. They are. Fair enough. Ryan. Let me give you an example. Uh, and I agree. I talked a lot about the squad last week. Their their anti-Semitic comments towards Israel. Very disappointing. I've called out Ilhan Omar for years. But, you know, you, you talk about your family, and, and I, I love the fact that your family served. Uh, your son, daughter? My son. He was okay. he, he served and he died. Oh, he, oh my. I'm so yeah. sorry to hear that. A, a hero. Okay. Anybody who serves this country is a hero. And I'm so sorry to hear that about your son. And I have the utmost, utmost respect for your family and, and the hell that you guys have had to go through. So I have to ask you this question. Um, yes, we talk about the squad, right? Democrats. And I've, I've called them out for their anti-Semitic rhetoric. Would you also agree with me? Because I'm trying to be fair here. When Donald Trump says he doesn't respect John McCain because he was captured as a POW, that has to bother you. Doesn't that type of statement also demoralize and take down society when you have a, a man who a former president of the United States who's saying, uh, I don't respect John McCain because he was captured. Would you agree with me that both are wrong? I would agree that we have greater issues right now than who said what about what. You know, I really do. I think that right now, mm-hmm. if we don't get involved, we're going to lose this country. And that's what I'm focused on. I don't focus on who said what and all the drama that that try, that people try to stir up about about that. Both sides are doing it. And that's the problem is they're 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 ripping our country apart by doing that. Let's focus on how we get our, our country back. Let's focus on on what the truth is. Let's focus on elections being transparent and and to the people so they can see and make sure that their vote counts. And I'm going to wait because I want you to play that because in this clip, this two minute clip, it's going to tell a little bit about my story. People can watch the documentary on my website, Mm tinapeters.us. But I'm going to pause, Brian, because I want you to see that it's not Democrat and Republican. It takes two minutes and and I'll wait. But you don't you don't think one more question in regards to this. You don't think that uh, a lot of things in our uh, at the House of Representatives, congressmen, senators, uh, things are not able to get done because Republicans and Democrats can't see eye to eye and get along. I actually, I would have to disagree with you. I think that a big issue is the two worst words in this country are Republican and Democrat, because I think too many people do what's best for their party and not what's best for the country. Would you agree with me on that? I agree that there are people that for money, power, and position that are, that are, are doing things that are not good for our country. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what side you're on. Right. That's what I believe. And I believe it's for from, and and I really do ask that you play that clip because I, I believe it's happening on both sides. And okay. this is 
Well, 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 okay, we'll do that for you uh, as long as you sit tight here because I have a, a, a few more questions for you after, if that's okay, Tina? You bet. You bet. Great. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to play this two-minute clip. I'm a man of my word. Uh, here you go. Justin, go ahead and play it. Local criminal investigations into Mesa County Clerk Tina Peters' alleged voting machine security breaches continues about two If I asked you this question before the 2020 election, are these voting machines secure? I would have said yes. And after the election, I would have said yes. What changed? Tina Peters admits she brought in a consultant to make a forensic copy of the Dominion voting system in Mesa County. I continue to think that our voting machines are too vulnerable. Voting machines in Georgia and Texas switch votes from one candidate to another. Virtually every machine was broken into. Ballot recording machines. Voting machines. 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 Voting machines. Voting machines. 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 Machines, which are vulnerable to being hacked. There is no serious person out there who would suggest somehow that you could even rig America's elections. We've seen no evidence that any of our voting systems have been tampered with. The November 3rd election was the most secure. It was the most secure. Most secure. Most secure election in American history, period. The process is very secretive. These machines are built by private companies, which we don't have a right to know it goes on inside those. What did you see during the software update? We've uncovered something that they're afraid of. We didn't consider the machines. The information found there is the Rosetta Stone. They made a mistake and left the evidence in the machine. And you can hide it as well. It's only what the programmer tells to say. It's literally like the difference between going from pickpocketing to credit card fraud. These people are being selected, not elected. It's about who gets to count the vote. Break down my door, terrorize my family. FBI, federal search warrant. What do you remember? Just my mom being handcuffed by the chief of police. This is not what we do in America. You could make it all go away, though. You just keep your mouth shut. You could have your life back. Can't unsee what I've seen. Okay. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit about that. I want to particularly, Tina, ask you about uh, Dominion voting machines. Um, if, in fact, machines like Dominion voting machines were hacked into or you believe that there was fraud or, or, or whatever the case may be, why did Fox News pay out almost a billion dollars? And where is the evidence? Because, again, I, I keep asking this question over and over again. I'm talking about direct evidence that somehow Dominion voting machines were responsible for maybe rigging an election. Because if there was any evidence of that, wouldn't Fox News' own attorneys shown that in a courtroom to prove their case? Instead, they said, here's $800 million. Okay, we lied. That's basically what they did. Thank you for asking that question. So if you check and see who owns large amounts of Dominion stock as well as uh, Fox stock, you'll see that it is BlackRock. If you do a little bit of digging, uh, and maybe you have some people, if you don't have time to do some digging on BlackRock, they are a really bad organization. So it was basically a way to transfer money from one to the other and make it look like Fox caved in. 
to uh, Dominion, like, oh my goodness, they're going to win. So that was a, that was a big show on, on. So you're the, saying Fox the- news was in cahoots with Dominion and that's why they paid them $800 million. Look, look and see. Well, I'm just asking you, cause I look, haven't, you, I yes. guess you have. You're look saying you're making the case that Fox news was in cahoots with Dominion and that's why they paid them $800 million. Is that what you're, cause that sounds to me, that's what you're claiming. All I'm saying is you look to see who is, who controls Fox and who controls well, Dominion? But here's what I care well, about. Here's I wouldn't look at myself because okay. I'm not going. I'm going to let the people decide. I understand. So, I understand. But but you're making a claim that you believe no, I'm not in, making a claim. in that I'm video that we just played, which I was happy to play it. Right. The claims are is that the machines are rigged. You're making the claim that the elections were rigged and that these machines are rigged. And I'm going to go back to what I said about the 2020 election, which is where's the evidence? If there's, okay, action, I have the evidence. So why hasn't it present, been presented in a courtroom? And where are all the Republicans out there showing the evidence publicly? I don't understand. I have done my best to put out the evidence. But what you'll know from R&R, which is based right here in Las Vegas, there's a Mockingbird Media that only allows you to see what they want you to see, Brian. Mm-hmm. And so it is podcasts like mine, Tina mm-hmm. Peters, uh, the Tina Peters Show on Badlands. It's podcasts on others. Uh, conservative daily and so on and so forth yeah. uh, that you will be able to hear the truth. And that's why people are leaving mainstream media. They want to know the truth because they they're smart, you know? Um, okay. So go back and look and see how much interest BlackRock has in dominion, how much interest they have in, uh, in, um, and Fox. Then here's what I want everybody to do. I want you to go to my website, tinapeters.us. So when I went in, and and had someone make an image. Mm-hmm. It doesn't collect PII, personal identifying information. Mm-hmm. It it takes a snapshot of the election server before Dominion and the Secretary of State came in to do their trusted build, and then afterwards, it was supposed to be an update. When the cyber experts compared those two those two images. What they found was 29,000 vital, vital election records were deleted. Now, these are records, and that's not all. These were election records that show who had access to the system, who went in and out, what changes they made, what, uh, uh, you, you know, how you can audit the election. Gone. 29,000. And I want to know why isn't the Secretary of State being, being arrested? for deleting federal election records that are supposed to be retained for 22 months and in the state of Colorado, 25 months. And let me go on. The second report that came out, and there's more. People can go to my website. All three reports are there. Who who did the reports? You can get the image. We're talking Harvard Educate, and it has their bio on there. We're talking about people that work in high places. Go go look at their bios. They're too long to go through So this wasn't law enforcement. Right. This wasn't anybody. These are these are very well vetted cyber experts that worked for the government, that worked for other organizations that thwarted terrorist attacks. I mean, just go on there. Doug Gould, go on and look at these three reports. So the first report was done by Doug Gould. Mm -hmm. Second report showed there were 36 wireless devices, Brian, in the election system. Now, by law. These election systems are not not only not supposed to be connected to the Internet, they are not supposed to have the capability 
to be connected to the internet. Yeah. 36 wireless devices. Third report. Okay, so people kept saying, yeah, but you haven't shown us how how you've, uh, you know, there's always these election debunkers, right? Election, election uh, uh, um, um, deniers. Election deniers, election information deniers that, you know, we've brought forth the proof. So many people have brought forth the proof. Okay, so they said to me, well, yeah, but you haven't shown how they've switched votes. I went to the cyber experts and I said, go look at the April 6, 2021 municipal election. When I pulled the results that night at 7 p.m., we had people that had just moved into to our community. They ended up winning hands down, didn't even didn't even campaign. They won, so-called won, mm-hmm. against these candidates that were well-loved, that campaigned their hearts out, that people okay. lined if up. If I to may, though, Tina, because we're, we're running out of time here. Okay, what but about? I did not finish, I'm not finished with the proof. No, I, I I understand that, but my point being, why didn't? Again, I'm going in circles, but why? I'm trying to get it out. No, no, I, I get, but where's why didn't Donald Trump's attorneys show any of this evidence in a courtroom? Why did they lose in court? Are they just incompetent? I'm trying to understand yeah. that. And why? Are, what would you say about all the Republicans that won in 2022 across the country? Were those elections all valid and it was only the Democrats I, that won? I, was, I ran for secretary of state Understood. and I could see, I could see in real time. Mm-hmm. So with seven other El Paso County, Colorado mm-hmm. uh, 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 candidates, we could see in real time how they flipped the votes. Because after report number three came out that shows and, and we have the proof. We have the receipts. No one has ever debunked this. But the problem is, is to getting it out to the American people because they're, they're so invested in, in hiding the fact that we do have the proof. And when you talk about, about the courts, those people are selected as well, Brian. You don't understand. Some of them by Donald Trump, uh, uh, Trump appointed judges that are Republicans. So I agree with you. Under, you don't understand. You've got this mental block. Wait, 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 hold on. What do you mean I have a mental block? I'm confused because am I wrong? And when I say that some of these judges were Trump appointed Republican judges, that's not true. You're wrong. When you have, when, when you, when you take this position that, that Joe Joe Biden won the election fair and square. If, if you, (laughs) do you believe that 95% of American voters went out and voted. Do you do you do you believe who that said Joe that ni- Biden- wait wait who said that ninety five percent of people in this country voted? Look, look at the evidence. It is impossible. Do you believe wait, 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 wait hold on that- who said wait, that? Wait, let me finish. But, let me finish. But you just do said you something believe- that's not true. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> do you believe how many people live in this country and how many people voted? Do you, I can get you all that information. You don't, you don't want me to take me down that rabbit hole right now because you don't have time. But listen to this. Do you believe that Biden, who basically stayed in his, in his, he can't even walk a pair, a a flight of stairs. Do you believe that Biden won more votes than Obama? Do you believe that? I'll give you, uh, I'll give you, by the way, uh, the highest vote turnout in this country was 66%. You just said it was 95%. uh, So that's number one. Then Um, go back. Well, I don't and need I'm, to go back. I don't need to go back. I no, mean, no, no, you know, no. That's, you get, that's just you, a fact. you give me a way to get, and in I'll touch. answer your question. Uh, but ninety-five percent of wait, wait, stop. Yep. You give me a way to get in touch with you, sure, and I will show you sure. the numbers of how many actual voters there were. Okay, you just 
just do that. And okay. I I'll answer your question, though. I'll answer your question because you had okay. asked me a question about Joe Biden. Sure. And do I believe that that many people voted for Joe Biden? Well, here's what I will tell you. Democrats obviously voted for Joe Biden. A lot of Republicans voted for Donald Trump. Uh, and I'm an independent. And I'm going to tell you why I voted for. By the way, I didn't vote for Hillary Clinton and I didn't vote for Barack Obama. So I'm not a liberal. Here's why I voted for Joe Biden, not because I love Joe Biden and not because I want him to run again in 2024, because I don't, because I believe Donald Trump is a despicable human being. Twenty five women that have accused him of sexual assault or rape. He's now sexual abuse liable in a courtroom, including his ex-wife. Hold on. I'm not done yet. Including his ex-wife in court documents. And he was found sexually liable of sexual abuse in court. I will also say I don't want someone with several ex-wives that's cheated on every single one of them and had unprotected sex with a porn star months after his wife was born. I also don't want a man who says Mexicans are rapists and bad people, but I suppose some of them are good people. I don't want a man who attacks a POW and says I don't respect him when he was captured when we know that Donald Trump dodged the military multiple times himself. I don't want someone who attacks women on looks. I don't want a man who brags about sexual assault. That has nothing to do with policy, by the way. It has everything to do with the human being. I don't think Joe Biden is perfect. He's old. I don't want him to run again. But, How about his son, who is a pedophile? How about his son that smokes crack? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Whose son is a pedophile? Take me back to that. Uh, oh, oh, oh. So, so should we talk about the Hunter Biden laptop? Do you want to go into that, Brian? Well, hold on, hold on. Let's let's just go one statement at a time. You just said okay. Joe Biden's Under son is a children. pedophile. Under, under okay, so where's your children. evidence? Hardcore evidence? Because when you, you call seen the Hunter back, back, back uh, the laptop, because I have. Oh, so you have more evidence than the FBI. You've actually seen everything in the laptop. <laughs> Do you believe that that the FBI You're is, asking uh, me if I believe something and you just called uh, Joe Biden's son a pedophile. And I'm asking you, where is your direct evidence that Hunter Biden has had sexual relations with, with, with a minor? Do, do me a favor, Brian. Send me your contact I, information. Hold on. I'm, but Tina, this I'm is very say, no, important. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. You just asked me a question. Let me answer. You're not answering it. Send, no, I am. I am. Okay. I said, send me your information. I will send you the copy of the Hunter Biden laptop. I wait, wait, hold on. You- You're going to send me a copy of the Hunter. Is that a serious statement, Tina? Listen, I appre- statement. You, you're telling that's me you have everything in Hunter Biden's laptop. Is that what you're we, telling me? Listen, Tina, that's crazy. The whole thing printed out in a book of Hunter Biden's laptop. Tina, Just you're not a member it. of the FBI. You're telling me you have you have you have Hunter Biden's hard drive. You have everything it's in his public. laptop. It's, it's public. Brian. No, it's not. I, I don't know what you, Tina. All right, Tina. send me your email. Send me your email. This well, is this is getting to be fun. Okay, well, send me your. Email. I mean, I'll, I'll send. Guys, come see me tonight. <laughs> Uh, Are you going to be releasing all the information in Hunter Biden's email at your event tonight? <laughs> I don't think I have time for all that. Oh. The, the, the volume is like So you that. have videos of Hunter Biden with minors? Is that, was that what you're telling me? What, you what do you have? Have you seen it, Brian? No, oh, I haven't. Well, well, tell me, what do you have? I want to hear the goods on Hunter Biden. Oh you have God. You have videos and images of him with minors having sex. Is that what you're telling oh, me right now? Oh, laying in bed, smoking a crack pot. Okay, but smoking crack doesn't mean you're a pedophile. You called him a pedophile. I know he has, he has a drug bed problem. With children? Oh my gosh, Brian! You need to get you need to get educated. Send me your, okay. send me your I, info. I, with all due respect, I think I'm very educated, and I don't make conspiracy theorist claims like you do. Oh. Yeah, I, I mean, I am an educated person. I don't say Donald Trump won the election in 2020 because he didn't. I don't call people pedophiles with no evidence to back it up. I don't say I have Hunter Biden's laptop, which you claim you do, which you don't. Uh, the FBI has that. You don't have Hunter Biden's laptop. And when you make a claim like that, I feel like you lose credibility. And I, I've never, I've never been, I've never been found guilty of a misdemeanor of a, 
close-minded. You need okay, to be, well, you need to I wasn't chill. found guilty of a misdemeanor of obstruction of a government operation, <laughs> and I don't have a trial coming up in August like you do. Aren't you facing multiple felony counts? Yes or no? Ooh, let's attack. Let's attack. I'm not attacking. Attacking. I'm just giving you the facts. Aren't you facing felony multiple account? You, uh, mul- uh, yes or no? Or is that a lie as well? <laughs> Why are you laughing? Not, it's a yes or no question. The, are you facing... Are, I, I, it's not about treating. I'm asking you. It's it's an issue of credibility. Are you facing multiple felony accounts? Yes or oh no? Oh my goodness, Brian! Why won't you answer that question, Brian? You yes just or no? Saw all the video I just played. That video was nonsense, and it proved nothing. It was just claims. So now you won't answer my question. Are you facing multiple felony accounts for your I alleged am. involvement in the election security breach? So is that a lie as well? It's is that not your a security breach? I did my job. Don't you want your elected officials? To, that you elect to preserve your election records? Don't uh, you want- obstructing a government operation is not somebody that I want representing me as a clerk. No, ma'am. I don't want people like that. And I don't want people calling people pedophiles with no evidence to back it up. I don't like people send that- me your pedo- info, I'll send it to you. I am willing to back it up. <laughs> Why do you keep you saying you're going to send it to me? Why don't you just tell me what the evidence is on the radio when you call some? For example, when I call somebody a pedophile, I could give examples of what they did to children. Just because Hunter Biden smokes crack cocaine doesn't mean he's a pedophile. And by the way, this is Joe Biden's son, who's never been an elected official before. Uh, if somebody does commit pedophilia or anything like that, I want them held to the highest extent of the law. Let me be very clear on that. But when you make a claim like that, Tina, with all due respect, and you don't have I real have receipts, Brian, I have the proof. So, so what do you have? You know, tell me. Tell me what you have. If you want me to send it to you, you have to see Why it. Why won't you tell I, me what you because, have? Because because if I tell you, you're going to say I'm a conspiracy theorist or you don't believe me. No. I'm it, going to send you do the Do you receipt. have a video or do you have oh, There's plenty of there's plenty So plenty. you there's have a video how did you get into Hunter Biden's uh, laptop hard drive? It's how were you able That's an, amazing it's, to me. How were you able to get into his hard drive? <laughs> Open your eyes, Brian, it's public. Okay, but well, I want to know though how how do I get into Hunter Biden's hard drive? Like, how were you able to? Because I think that's fascinating. Like, send me your information, and I will send you the 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 information. You can check. No, it but out if, if somebody Don't wants me. if somebody wants to get into Hunter Biden's hard drive, how would they go about doing that? <laughs> Maybe they can get it from you, Brian. Go ahead and give me your okay, information. So you're not going to tell me how you got it, but you got it. Did George Soros oh, yeah. get it to you, or who gave it to you? <laughs> I know we're, la- we're having a good time now because this is such a ridiculous conversation. You're, you're saying that you have Hunter Biden's laptop. Uh, Tina, that's, I mean, this is a little crazy, okay? Like, I'm happy to have a respectful, you seem like a very nice lady. I'm happy to have a conversation with you. But when you call somebody a pedophile and then you say you have Hunter Biden's laptop, that's a little cuckoo. I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, like, like. You have, you, you have been, you need to take the black, uh, the, the uh, red pill. You need to get some information, Brian. I need to take so, the, re- no, but, I need to take the pill on how you get Hunter Biden's hard drive. That's the pill right, I need to get. All right, send me all your right. information. I'll tell you I'll what, I'm going to do that. Uh, okay, good. I, I'm going to send it to your, to your handler. Uh, I promised I would promote your event, which I'm glad to do. You're going to be at the First Baptist Church tonight at 7 p.m. in Henderson. Your tour is guilty of saving America. I do appreciate you coming on and willing to, to have a debate with me as I respect anybody that's willing to do so. And I want to email you and I want to find out how I get Hunter Biden's hard drive because I would love to talk about right. that on the air. So I, I will okay. do that and I will take you up on that. And Tina, I uh, I do appreciate you taking the time to come on and uh, yeah. you're welcome to come on again sometime. And I appreciate you and have fun out there in Henderson.
Brian, it's been fun. Thank you. All right. All right. Thank you. That's Tina Peters, everybody. I learned something new today. I guess the the Hunter Biden laptop and uh, the hard drive is available to the public. I didn't know that. I learned something new today. But I'm the one who needs to take the red pill. Okay. Fair enough. Um, wow. Well, I'm kind of speechless. I don't really know. <laughs> I don't, that that uh, This woman was a former clerk of Mesa County. I just want to be very clear on that. And yes, she is facing multiple felony counts. And then she claimed that I was attacking her when I asked her a question. These are very serious allegations. So I'm going to take her up on that, though. I'm going to email her. I'm going to do that. I'm going to get her email address. I don't have her email address, by the way. I have her uh, one of her handlers email. If she wants to email me data that she has Hunter Biden's laptop, I will sell it to TMZ. I really will. Anyway, I appreciate Tina coming on. I really do. Interesting conversation. Coming up next, the former NBA player and coach Paul McKeskey is going to be joining us. I can't have the big seven-footer waiting in the waiting room too long. He's been there uh, for, for a while now. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. Pushing the limits right here on KSHP. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well, so I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate. Choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Wynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. Sapphire Pool and Day Club, the world's only topless gentleman's day club, introduces its 2023 pool season lineup with a bevy of beauties and social media celebrities throughout the summer who will all host alongside hundreds of Sapphire's topless poolside entertainers. Enjoy brunch in the sun with items like frittata-style omelets, stripping chicken, and French kiss toast before washing it down with signature summertime cocktails. Ten lines, beware, go bear! Ladies are welcome to go topless within the day club for the ultimate party. Guests can purchase affordable day bed packages, cabana packages, lounge chairs, and more. The best part, though? Pushing the Limits will be broadcasting shows every other Friday throughout the pool season with a ton of surprise celebrity guests. Wow! Reserve your spot now. For more info, visit sapphirepoollv.com or call 702 
702-869-0003. That's 702-869-0003. See you at Sapphire. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams and treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. Office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. The Klondike Casino is a friendly local spot that features their signature restaurant, the Klondike Grill, serving up fresh food fast. Open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner just off the 95 Freeway on Sunset Road in Henderson. You will find the Klondike Casino featuring all your favorite games from the Strip in the comfort of a neighborhood casino. You can place a bet at their full-service sports book or start your day with a breakfast plate that comes with your choice of potato and toast. Or check us out for lunch or dinner and try one of our many sandwiches like the popular beer-battered fish sandwich or the Philly cheesesteak. Check out the full menu at klondikesunset.com. Is your dog suffering from a sensitive stomach? Hi, it's Kelly the Cookie Lady from Mooch's Munchies. Our dogs had super sensitive tummies and I needed to find a low-fat treat that wouldn't give them gas or other issues. Most of the treats on the market were loaded with fillers, chemicals, and chicken fat. Many of them weren't even food. Well, I knew I could do better, so I developed Mooch's Munchies and I'm happy to be able to share them with you. Stop by our store or our website, moochesmunchies.com, and find out why we say that Mooch's Munchies are totally possum. Welcome back. It is pushing the limits. I want to thank some of my sponsors. I got a little uh, carried away in that interview there. That was that was that was crazy. That was, that was wild. Uh, my friend Blake Wynn with Keller Williams. Uh, I want to ask him what he thinks about that interview. But if you're thinking of buying or selling a home, please give Blake a call. He helped my family find a place out here, and he'll help you. 702-540-3311. Again, 702-540. 3311. You know, I, I haven't been hanging out at uh, the last couple days. I haven't been to uh, Jackson's Bar and Grill, but uh, my friend joining me in studio, Paul McKeskey, Big Mo, the 11 year NBA veteran and 20 year coach, joining us. Mo, we haven't been to Jackson's Bar and Grill anytime Shoot, soon. Shoot, I was go. out with my uh, mother in law uh, somewhere at a casino and waited for her. She walks around, plays all the penny machines, and yeah. sat at the bar and played my, my poker and got six one-away Royals. So oh, my maybe God. I, maybe I should go to well, I have uh, good Jackson. news. Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, good good news this month, every Monday and Wednesday. There's not many more left this month, but uh, if you hit four to the Royal, you get to spin the wheel to win up to $3,000, right. Mo. I spun that wheel five times. You right? would. You would. Mo, my head is still spinning from that interview I just did. <laughs> I, sh- I have the evidence I showed you, but I'm not going to I'm going to email it to you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, Hunter Biden's a pedophile. Did you know that? Yeah, I, that's why I heard a long because time he, ago. Because he, cause he smokes crack. He's a pedophile. Yeah, you didn't know I mean, that? It's yeah. really sad that uh, public figures or so-called public figures can throw out 
claims like that with any nothing to back them up. Nothing. And it's. Uh, but she has the proof, though. Yeah. She has the evidence. It's it's just really sad because uh, <laughs> cyber experts. She has the reports. <laughs> I mean, people I know and, and myself back in the day were thrown under the bus by some people, and that had no evidence and just threw it out there. And I said in a press conference. It's too late to put that genie back in the bottle because you have to explain to your kids and your family and it's not true and all that stuff. So it's, that's not good. The amazing thing is, is that was an elected official. That's scary. That, just, that, that was an elected official. So uh, those in Mesa County must be very, very proud of themselves. Yeah, that's scary. Uh, but, and she is facing multiple felony counts. Uh, by the way, she has a trial Did coming. she ever answer that? Uh, she, she finally admitted it after I asked her six times and she started laughing because apparently if you're uh, if, if you're facing felony counts, multiple felony counts, it's funny to her. It would be to me if I ever was. Very funny. Sure. Yeah, very funny. Um, and by the way, she was also found guilty of obstruction of a government operation. So, and this is someone who is a, and she's doing an event today in Henderson. So I'm sure there'll be very normal people that are attending her <laughs> event tonight. Holy smokes. <laughs> Talk about the red yeah, pill. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it'll be, I'm sure it'll be a very fun clan rally she'll be holding tonight in, in Henderson. Holy smokes. By the way, a church is hosting her too. That's, very, very Christian. That's really sad. The one thing that I I, I was listening to, I was listening to it, <laughs> and she said the uh, demoralization of the country. Yeah. By whose morals? Yeah. Hers or whoever her group is doesn't right. mean that's everybody's morals. Exactly. Everyone has different morals. So True. That, that claim is ridiculous. Her morals, yeah. Her, uh, I don't even want to get into her morals, but uh, yeah. apparently only only Democrats can cheat in elections. And you know. I mean, if... If my morals were no one drinks, no one smokes, no one gambles, no one drives, no one leaves their home, is that demoralization of the country? No, it's it's my morals. It's ridiculous. That, that, again, I knew that interview was going to go in that direction. I knew it was only a matter of time before the bomb exploded when I actually contested some of the things she was saying, and she got frustrated, and then she wanted to take a two-minute break and play her stupid video, which we played. <laughs> uh, I knew that was going to happen where eventually she would explode, uh, because the conspiracy theorists eventually explode. When, yeah. it, it just takes some more time than others. When it the, took her uh, about 20 minutes. When the curtain is pulled back on the Wizard of Oz, yeah. the reality comes yeah. forward. Listen, Mo, it takes some people more time to explode than others. Just ask Stormy Daniels. It took Trump about 12 seconds. Anyway, we can <laughs> wow. move. We can move, we can move. We can move on now. Uh, um, so I want to talk about a serious topic. Obviously, that woman that we had on is not serious at all, but it is entertaining at times. <laughs> this is a serious topic, and this is something that I spoke about first segment, which is domestic violence. And it involves a basketball franchise in Las Vegas, the Las Vegas Aces. Raquana Williams, now the second time this, this uh, allegedly has happened, and it seems like there's some overwhelming evidence here. The Las Vegas Aces have barred her from the team, but they have not gotten rid of her yet indefinitely. So so is she still getting paid? I believe she is. Yeah. Do you have a problem with that? And how do you feel about this situation as a whole? Well, I think uh, sports in general, and you're talking about a lot of money, even the, the WNBA is not the NBA, but there's still lots of money there. And, uh, you know, teams do research and background checks. And she had had something in her past very similar. So they had to go ahead and look at that and see what the evidence was. And they went ahead and signed her. Um, and I, I believe you're not guilty. You're innocent until proven guilty. Uh, and she's not, you know, the charges are, but she's, you know, she hasn't been found guilty yet. Right. Uh, so they've distanced her from the team. However, if they're still paying her, uh, I think more appropriate would be suspended without pay. Agree. Till, and if she becomes innocent, then you pay her back, her back pay. But you know, I found it really interesting, uh, 
because I heard it on ESPN yesterday, saw it on ESPN, and then I'm watching the news here in Las Vegas, uh, you know, news channels that do a good job, and I'm waiting for that to come up in their sports, mm-hmm. and it never came up until uh, this morning, I think it came up. And I'm like, well, well why, why would you, you know, I'm not, I'm not to glorify all no. the negative, but at the same time, if it's national news and something that serious, then local news should probably do it quicker. Did you hear my first segment today? I saw part of it. My first segment, I was talking about exactly what you were talking about. And the word I used is cowardly. If you're not a paid member of the Las Vegas, I would say even if you are, you should be at least uh, commenting on the facts. Even if you don't want to share your opinions. Hey, here's what happened. Here's what we know. We'll see how it plays out. There are people in this town that aren't even doing that. They're afraid to even bring it up. I call them cowards. Okay. Even if, if you're not a paid member of the organization and you don't have an opinion on this, then there's something wrong with you. You shouldn't be doing a show. That's my personal opinion. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, is it, I mean, if it was uh, a Golden Knight or an Oakland Raider, right? it would be everywhere, right? Can I, can I give you my perspective on why I think that is? And you can tell me whether you agree or not. I hate to say it, but I'm going to bring race into this. You have a black female that happens to be gay. I believe in society. And by the way, I don't care what the color of your skin is. I don't care whether you're gay or straight. I'm going to call you out as I see it. But I think there are some people that are afraid to call out, God forbid, a black woman who happens to be gay. Brittany Griner also got into a scuffle with her lady years back. Wasn't reported on thoroughly. And I think that might be a part of it. I think the other part of it is some people are afraid to call out an organization or a player within an organization in fear that they might not be able to get access down the road from that organization that could also be it it could be a combination of the two i think both are wrong and excuses okay let me ask you this here's here's my thought um the uh uh uh, mr davis owns oakland raiders right that's probably besides the knights the number one and two Mm -hmm. sports teams in las vegas Mm -hmm. he also owns the aces correct correct so is there a part that would say hey we need to downplay this or you know, when uh, when our season starts with the Raiders, you might not be able to get the stories you might be wanting. That is that possible? Absolutely a fair point, and that could also be a part of it. There's no question. Here's what I would like to see. Nobody, they don't care what I think, but here's what I would like to see. Either a Mark Davis or a Becky Hammond hold a press conference and say, listen, even though we don't have all the facts, we don't condone any type of domestic violence This is now the second time she's been accused of this. She's already been suspended by the WNBA for that first time. We are going to release her. Not only that, but she's not a big part of this team. She's averaging, what, five points a game. That's That should be irrelevant, but but they're not doing that, and I will criticize the Aces for that. And if you're going to champion equality, which I support, if you're going to be a champion for all these different social issues, which I support and I commend, then you also need to be consistent when it's one of your own. And I know that she hasn't been found guilty yet. The evidence seems to be overwhelming here. This is not the second time she's been accused of this. She should be released, and she shouldn't be allowed to be in the WNBA anymore. She is a role model to young children out there. You want to play professional basketball somewhere else, you go right ahead. But the WNBA should take a strong stand on this. This is the second time, and it, it should be done. And that, by the way, that goes across the board for any professional franchise. You do this for a second time, you're done. Yeah, uh- one thing on your comment that she's not a big part of the team. She she was last year. She averaged, she averaged five off, or six points a game. She averaged yeah. 10 points off the bench last year. Oh, did she? I thought yeah. she averaged six. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Any, anyway, so she's part of that rotation. Mm-hmm. And didn't um, one of the uh, young ladies have foot surgery? She's 
She's out. Uh, well, she's been out all year. Raquana's been out all year. No, but Candace, back syndrome. Okay, but Candace yeah. Parker went correct, down also. Correct. Yes. So that's also in their rotation. Yes. Uh, so correct. maybe it was a time for her to step up. But like you say, that that's irrelevant. My question is, and, and I didn't do the research. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, was she found guilty when she was suspended? From the from the LA. My understanding team. is she was not. Okay. She was suspended ten games for the WNBA. Uh, did they drop the charges? Uh, uh, the I, I believe they have. Okay. I believe they did, but the WNBA still suspended her. And now we're in a situation, and I'm basing this on facts on the police report that this is her wife. I would imagine they're probably not going to be married uh, <laughs> down the road. Uh, her wife is you left town. There was uh, physical evidence on. Raquana's wife's body, including uh, some injuries to her throat, apparently grabbed her throat, tried to choke her, uh, a bruise above her eye. Um, listen, Beard, uh, Texas Tech, was accused of domestic violence. Texas Tech fired him. The charges were dropped. But you can still fire somebody even if they're not found guilty. The reason is it's the organizations in the contract that says if you do something that we believe is detrimental to our franchise, that doesn't represent what we want, we can let you go. Absolutely. This is exactly that situation. Whether she's found guilty or not, they should they should let her go. Yeah, I mean, I, I would tend to agree with that. Uh, I, I like to say people are innocent until proven guilty. She wasn't found guilty, but she was suspended before. Mm-hmm. So obviously there's a history. There used to be a thing in the NBA back when I played was three strikes you're out. So you got, if you were, uh, some got in trouble once, uh, and then did it again, that third time you were suspended for life. You mm-hmm. were never back. I think they've redone that. But, um, at the same time, you're right. There's in everybody's contract coaching their players. If you do something detrimental to the team and detrimental Detrimental is by the club's definition, then they can let you go without right. paying you and, right. and contracts. But you know, it's it's not a good look. Um, it's unfortunate because, in my opinion, the WNBA has been struggling for so many years. So many teams have lost so much money. Right. And now, to me, and maybe it's because I'm coded here in Las Vegas, it's turned the corner. It's it's on TV more. Yep. People are watching it more. Uh, they're getting more attention. And th- this is exactly where they want to be. And unfortunately, something like this will just take yeah. the air out of the sales Agreed. immediately. And, you know and it's a shame. And it's important for me to bring this up, Mo, because there's a lot of wonderful people within the ACES organization. Oh, absolutely. I'm a big uh, Asia Wilson fan, you know, and uh, there's a lot of wonderful ladies that are that are just great role models. Uh, um, so in, back in 2014, ACES owner Mark Davis discussing the NFL, uh, said that uh, uh, of the San Jose Mercury News that if somebody's accused or arrested in a domestic violence case, they should be suspended with pay, he said. Oh, okay. Um, so that was a, that was what Mark Davis said almost 10 years ago. But listen, there are a lot of wonderful people within the ACES organization that would never even be accused of anything even close to this. And I talk about that all the time. They're great role models. You know, Kelsey Plum, Asia well, Wilson. There, there are wonderful people. Well, let's that, talk, talk about your team uh, two years ago. Uh, the Celtics, yeah. Doku, yep. who uh, was uh, uh, inappropriate with an employee, and right. he was he was he was suspended uh, indefinitely, and eventually let go. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was never came to court. The so. problem I have with that whole situation is they waited too long. I feel like they waited too long until it went public, and then they, there was too much pressure. I think in the end, the Celtics did the right thing, and I applaud them for making the right decision. Really good basketball coach, did a great job, and they made uh, a difficult decision. I believe it was the right decision. The problem was the way they handled it before. Mm. Um, but I am, 
I could look at that and say, you know what, in the end, they did the right thing yeah. and, and they should be commended for that, regardless of the coach that he is. I'm a little surprised that he got hired as soon as he did. He's not a criminal. I want to be very clear on that. Uh, he did something very inappropriate. It wasn't sexual he's, assault. He's now the coach of the Houston Rockets. Correct. By the way. I saw him at NBA Summer League. Yeah. Um, if it was a crime, then it would be something completely different. Sure. We'd be talking about yeah. what he did was immoral. You know, uh, I guess we all have our morals, uh, especially doing it within the organization. That was the big mistake he made. I, I would say that he shouldn't be fired if it was outside the organization and he found a woman outside the organization. But the fact that he, he was, I hate to use the term dumb, but his behavior was dumb. He did it in Las Vegas during the summer league when everybody is here, including front offices. So yeah, yeah, it wasn't, yeah. It wasn't smart either way, but yeah. uh, you know, I, and here's my other take on that. <clears throat> NBA, WNBA, NFL, NHL, uh, all of them have lawyers upon lawyers. And as soon as this happened, I guarantee the Aces owners and Mark Davis's, yeah. uh, um, uh, lawyers looked over the contract, what they can and can't do. They got their, uh, publicists to look at it. Which, how should we approach this? What's the best angle? And, uh, you know, they're still strategizing on that as we speak. So, you know, uh, you know, it's kind of a touchy subject of which way we should go. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens moving forward. I think it'll be pretty, Quick, something was going to happen pretty quick now. I would hope so. Let me just add this, according to sources, and again, not the sources from the woman who was just on our show last segment. Uh, hopefully some better <laughs> sources than that. Uh, apparently, when Williams re-signed with the Aces in February in 2022, she told them that she had left all of her guns in Florida because there was a gun charge uh. back uh, uh, several years back. The current charges in Las Vegas include assault with a deadly weapon. Uh, this is also the last year of her contract. These are very serious. Deadly charges. weapon could do, be anything, though. Yeah. It, it could be a knife. It could be a bat. It could. Yeah. It could. It could be. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, but, but if it is, ooh, yeah. that's a different. Let her uh, go. Let her go. That's a different. Uh, WNBA subject. needs to get out in front of this. It, uh, ultimately, it's the Aces decision whether they want to let her go right now or not. Let her go. Well, I think, uh, you know, if it, if it was reverse, I, I, I agree. Like the, the WNBA wants. You know, equal pay or more pay and travel mm. and all that. And that's great. Okay. Yeah. But then if this happened to an NBA player, mm -hmm. uh, you know, say a Los Angeles Laker, yep. he would be let go. I agree. Probably immediately. So. I agree. Yeah. Mo, I agree with you. And that's a double standard. And uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens here. But Mark Davis, please do the right thing. Let Raquana Williams go. She does not represent the Aces very well. Or this city, there are wonderful people within this organization. I'm sorry to tell you that Raquana Williams is not one of them. Job. Yeah, they really such have such a great job. They really have first class. Yeah, and I do nothing but say positive things about the Aces, but I'm hoping they do the right thing I, here. I think they will. I hope so. Right. Let her and, go. And it's really unfortunate for the Aces who are on a crazy roll. Well, right? arguably they're they're fighting to be. I shouldn't say fighting, but they're 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 working to be the arguably the best franchise in the history of the WNBA in yeah. one season. And, uh, and, and they and, and they deserve with it. with yeah. Candace Parker's injury and. Yeah. Now this, no matter what, and they're pros, and those ladies can yeah. play, and yeah. you know they don't need Candace Parker. They don't need Candace. Yeah, but it does. She she's not been, the player she once was. But she has yeah. been helping off the bench. Yeah, and she has. She's been helping in the locker yeah. room. So that yeah. dynamic is going to be stirred up in the middle of one of the biggest winning streaks in yeah. a long, long. And Candace Parker, extremely intelligent, well spoken, good teammate. Everybody they all likes love her. her. Yeah. Well, yeah. she's a likable person. Uh, so I agree with you. She is still a very important part of the team. All right, Mo. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break and when we come back i want to get your thoughts on Bronny james 
the conspiracy theories that have come out there, even though we've had we've had quite a few conspiracy theories in the first hour. Uh, Wait, let me get those evidence. Yeah, yeah, please, 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 please send me the email. <laughs> yeah, Mo's going to send me the email of Bronny and and his vaccination records, and uh, maybe a little, uh, maybe Hunter Biden's hard drive too. Uh, all right, Paul McKesky joining us. We'll take a quick break. We're going to talk about Bronny James, and we return. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Hey, everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well, so I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Gwynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. Sapphire Pool and Day Club, the world's only topless gentleman's day club, introduces its 2023 pool season lineup with a bevy of beauties and social media celebrities throughout the summer who will all host alongside hundreds of Sapphire's topless poolside entertainers. Enjoy brunch in the sun with items like frittata-style omelets, stripping chicken, and French kiss toast before washing it down with signature summertime cocktails. Ten lines, beware, go bear! Ladies are welcome to go topless within the day club for the ultimate party. Guests can purchase affordable daybed packages, cabana packages, lounge chairs, and more. The best part, though? Pushing the Limits will be broadcasting shows every other Friday throughout the pool season with a ton of surprise celebrity guests. Wow! Reserve your spot now. For more info, visit sapphirepoollv.com or call 702-869-0003. That's 702-869-0003. See you at Sapphire. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement, and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. 
office visit starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Welcome to Hash House A-Go-Go, where we've been serving farm food and crafted cocktails for over two decades. Visit us for the full Hash House experience at any of our five Las Vegas locations. Hash House A-Go-Go is where old school meets new and gets twisted. We bring people together over good food and fun. Come in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and come hungry because our portions are huge. Visit us online to see our entire menu at hashhouseagogo.com. Hash House a go-go. It's a Midwest thing, and there's nothing else like it. All right, welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Thursday. we got Big Mo in the house. Check out Jackson's Bar and Grill, by the way, located at Flamingo and Jones. Uh, great food, great atmosphere. Uh, it really is a great place to, to game. Is that uh, to game? That could mean multiple different things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris Wynn is there to game, but not the game that you're thinking of. Uh, he plays Caveman Kino. Uh, Jackson's Barn Grill, great food, great atmosphere, great Caveman Kino, great promotions. Please check them out. Tell them that me and Mo sent you. Uh, and uh, actually, I'm, I'm really happy to announce this, by the way, because one of my sponsors is Sahara West Urgent Primary Care. My understanding is, Mo, you are a client. Is that true? I, w- I went in today. I had him check my blood pressure and a couple other things. And How about that? Yeah. How, how are you doing? Is there, Did they take I, care I, of you? I'm still here. I'm still doing Good. well. My, my scheduled knee replacement on the 14th is still on. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're very capable, uh, very nice people. Good. Easy in, easy out. Nice. Um, you know, and I had to explain I'm seven foot, 320 pounds. <laughs> Is that what you are? Uh, yeah. Different you're 300. Uh, no, you're not. Yeah. 320. You're really 320? Sure. Cause you're not like overweight or anything. Nah, wow. That's I, unbelievable. Yeah. Imagine if you were like really fat, what you would weigh. I'd like weigh 800 pounds? Five something probably. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. That's, I didn't know you were 320. Wow. I'm like half your weight. Yeah. I went, into, I, I went into the NBA yet. <laughs> I was at Kansas at about 235 my senior year. Started an NBA at 250. And then when I was done playing for the Warriors, I was probably 280, 290 probably at the end of that. Wow. That's a lot. That's a, your leg weighs more than my whole body. That's right. Wow. That's crazy. That's what you need to be to have to guard people like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Will Chamberlain. Absolutely. So makes sense. So, Mo, let's talk a little bit about Bronny James. Obviously, this was a shock to everybody, right? Um, cardiac arrest, USC practice right on campus. Yep. Thank God. Um, it, it appears as though the good people at USC and the first responders, they saved this kid's life, which is, I mean, I, I'm not sure LeBron uh, would even play basketball anymore. I'm talking about his father if, if he lost his son. I mean, this would be just. I'd be, yeah, this they're would be so just, close. And, I, uh, and thank God he had it. He did it there because if he's, if he's in some other gym or yeah. working out or let's say like in California, they run on, there's a hill on the beach, off the beach that's like people train there all the time. If he was there or on the beach, he probably wouldn't have made it because those those uh, those uh, trainers got to him in under five minutes in yeah. like three minutes, and that's that's huge. Yeah, yeah. So they saved his life. Oh, uh, yeah. Very similar to Demar Hamlin mm-hmm. in some aspect, right? We don't know exactly what the situation was, but there are first responders and I, people there that saved his life. I think he got hit in the chest, maybe, and this was yeah. He took but a hit. Actually, yeah. at USC, I can't remember the 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 player's name. Last year, same situation. 
a player, a player, it happened to another player. They went, they treated him and he's played this year. He played yeah. this year after six months. So yeah. it's different that people think they related to a stroke or a heart attack. That's, it's different. Yeah. It's different than that. It now, is different. You're you right. can die from it, but it's different. So I got frustrated, you know, yesterday because there were so many people on, so, I shouldn't say so many people, but people on the far right that like to spread medical misinformation. The Alex Jones wannabe saying, oh, this is because of the vaccine. First of all, we have no idea this kid's medical background. Nope. That's number one. The only people that do are his family, his friends maybe, and the physicians and people at USC. That's yep. number one. Yep. We don't know how many boosters he took or the vaccination status or any of that stuff. That's if number he two. had him at all. We have no idea. He could have an enlarged heart. We, there's so many different causes for this. We also know that way before the COVID vaccine was out, uh, sadly, there are athletes that, that die. It's happened on the soccer field. It happened with a guy that you played against, a guy that I idolized in Reggie Lewis, growing yep. up a Celtics fan. Great, game. great guy. And what happened was uh, there was a game where he collapsed, and then he got back up. And then a few months later, he was practicing at Northwestern, I believe. And he collapsed, and they couldn't resuscitate him. Go, this is not the first yeah, time or go, the last time. This go is even going farther down. back, Hank Gathers at right. Royal Miramont. He died on and, the court. He got a lob yeah. dunk and a half-court collapsed and died right on the court. Yeah. And I actually coached, and you probably saw him play. Bo Kimball, who played for the Hartford Hellcats, uh, was his teammate. And oh, actually, wow. in the playoffs, that in the NCAAs that year, he shot free throws left-handed yeah. Yeah. in honor of Hank Gathers. Bo Kimball... Um, was a great player, by the way, and you're yeah. coaching him in the CBA. Um, so I guess uh, I don't. I'm not sure. What, I, I guess this is a statement from the hospital uh, in talking about uh, Bronny James. This is from the Cardiovascular Medicine, Sports, and Exercise Cardiology uh, Department. They said thanks to the swift and effective response by the USC Athletics medical staff, Bronny, uh, Bronny James was successfully treated for a sudden cardiac arrest. He said he arrived at, at Cedar Sinai fully conscious neurologically uh, intact and stable uh, and uh, was cared for promptly by highly trained staff and was later discharged. He said, although his workup will be ongoing, we're hopeful for his continued progress and encouraged by his response and resilience. So, yeah. The thing, I'm not a doctor. Would I play one on the radio? Um, <laughs> he was in ICU for a very short time and that's that's unusual. So that was this first good sign that he got out of ICU, uh, in critical. DeMar Hamlin was in there longer. Yeah. 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 Several so that, days. That's more huge, serious. That's a good sign. Yeah. So, uh, will he be able to play basketball again? Don't know the answer to that question. I, I Hopeful, would say probably, 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 but let's wait and see what happens. But, uh, you know, what frustrated me yesterday, Mo, was, all the people out there on the far right that, that were talking about the vaccines and, and, and they seem to know his medical history. So here's a fact for you. And this is a daunting fact. And again, I don't know if this was myocarditis or not. We'll, we'll, you know, maybe we'll learn. Maybe we won't. It's, it's up to the family if they want to release the information. You are 11 times more likely to develop myocarditis if you got COVID. So that has nothing to do with the vaccine. It attacks your heart and it could lead to serious issues later on in life. Again, don't know what happened here. And I remember a story, Ma. I don't know if you remember the story because you've been in Vegas several years. This was like maybe a year ago. 14-year-old girl, freshman, I believe, in high school, Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, she was playing flag football with her friends. Yep. Collapsed, yep. dies. Cardiac arrest. Horrible. Horrible. Gut-wrenching story. I feel horrible for her family. So what were people doing? And people even in the media, I won't mention their names. They've been on the show before. That were saying, oh, it's COVID. It's the vaccines. It's the boosters. That's why she died. And this poor mother, 
who just buried her daughter, had to do an interview with the local news station. And then the interview said, you people don't know what you're talking about. My daughter had a serious heart ailment ever since she was a baby. You never heard all these people that spread this medical misinformation locally about her apologizing or retracting. They won't do that. And I get so angry with these people. It's like, let the LeBron James, and by the way, this is private information. LeBron James, his family, they don't have to release any of this stuff. The media is not reporting on it. The media is not reporting. No dummies. This is a private medical matter. Yeah, I tell you what, if one of my sons went through that, you wouldn't hear jack from me. I wouldn't tell you anything. Right. I'm going to deal with my family and my friends. Right. You wouldn't hear anything. And it's really sad that people try to pounce on and and uh, make their point on, their uh, irrelevant point, on someone's tragedy. Like the, the young lady that died to, to try. Who cares? What She died. What What's the point? You're just trying to capitalize on that. You know, it's just really sad that people, and of course, they've done it for a long time. I mean, I learned a long time ago. You know this. So uh, uh, bad news, if there's any uh, controversial bad news, that's front page. And if it's a retraction or a mistake, it's on the last page. And that's just the way our society is. It's really sad because Bronnie, this young lady, more than that, they're, they're, they're kids. They're right. children. 18 years old. Yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. scary. I mean, I have, I have two sons. You've met them. Mm-hmm. You know, great kids. Yeah. I, I would just if if something like this happened, and thank God they survive. I would still be beside myself now if I had to answer some of those stupid, stupid questions. It's you frustrating. Know, I would just be, you know, I, I want to celebrate that my son is alive. He made it. Now we're going to see how he does. And then we're going to come up with the decision. Does he play again? And, and that not not worry about some stupid uh, theory that you have. No, I mean, it's it's. It's irresponsible at a minimum. It's disrespectful to the family and oh, all, all parties involved. We should be talking about, you know, the heroes. Uh, and I think we'll learn more a little bit about what the USC staff did. But clearly it appears to me that they saved his life. Oh, and, for and sure. I remember DeMar Hamlin uh, at the ESPYs oh, a few weeks awesome. ago, right? That was, a a really, that was a really touching moment where he got very emotional and he hugged uh, the staff. And the staff's hugging him. And, and that, was re- that choked me up. It was really emotional. But it was great to see how much you know, he knows. He knows that they saved his life. Absolutely, and it, it, their family, and they'll and they'll remember that for the rest of their life. And and I think this situation with the USC staff, and hopefully Bronny will be able to play this upcoming year. Um, he's going to have that relationship with the staff that saved oh. his life, and that is so cool to and have that sort of bond and relationship. When you're with an organization, even at college, like I was at Kansas, yeah. or a team like Milwaukee Bucks or whatever, you you create relationships with your teammates, but also. The trainers, the doctor, the equipment yeah. guys, all the people, you know, you become friends. I mean, and uh, this, but something like this even makes it closer than it ever, ever could be. Yeah, no question about that. Uh, the relationship between the, the James family and the USC staff is going to be pretty, pretty much a, a close bond forever. We'll wait and see what happens. Um, but. Uh, it seems like we're going to get a great outcome out of this thing. Yeah, I, I couldn't ask for anything better right now. I wouldn't be surprised if he's playing after Christmas when it goes into the regular season. And you want to talk about a kid playing. who already had all eyes on him. Now it's going to be even doubled. Well, you look like we've talked about this before. So when he yeah. comes up to the draft, there's going to be double, triple look into this situation. Right. And those NBA teams that are, are uh, involved will want those records. And uh, it's going to yeah. be interesting. But... So, you know, 
first of all, Bronny doesn't have to play a game in his life if he doesn't want to. Uh, his dad has generational wealth, uh, you know, but uh, he loves the game and sure. he's going to want to play. I, I believe, like you've asked me this question. So I played 12 years in the NBA. I played four years at Kansas, four years in high school, played one year in France. I've had four foot surgeries, four knee surgeries. I have a new hip, separated shoulders, broken noses, concussions, but I would do it all over again. You know, just because of that experience. Not so. everybody would, would, would answer that question the way you have, but that's yeah. the kind of player you were and the kind of person you are, where yeah. you have that pride and you gave everything. You gave up everything, you know, for the game of basketball. And and, that, uh, and that's yeah. why I would caution people, like, hopefully Bronny gets cleared. Hopefully Bronny comes back and has the decision to make, do I want to play again? And if he makes it, that I want to play again. Hopefully people there realize that that's in his heart and that's what he wants to do and not criticize him for well, why would he play? He's going to risk his life. Guess what? Everybody that plays sports, everybody that walks down the street is risking their life. Sure. You know, you, you never know. <laughs> as long as doctors clear him. Right? Yeah, That's for sure. Absolutely. You don't want to go against what the no, doctors no. say. And but... believe me, LeBron will have every doctor, best doctors ever. Oh, yeah. Which, as a dad, if I, yeah. I would do that too. So Yeah, no question. No worries about that. No question about that. Scary. You know, you're never guaranteed tomorrow. Uh, certainly I've learned that with, with members of my family and, and, and loss and, and you're never guaranteed tomorrow. And, and, uh, you know, Bronny James seems like a, a pretty nice young man, smart, seems like he's going to have a, a nice career. I, I don't know him and I, but, I, but I've seen him play. I saw him play in the Nike tournament. Yep. I saw him play. When you look at him when he's playing, he, he has a, uh, a sparkle in his eye and a, and a smile on his face. You can tell he loves the game. Yeah. And that's, that's huge because a lot of these guys play just to play and make money. Right. But you can tell he's not He's that passionate. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there, there's tell. no question about that. Speaking of passionate, a lot of young players, uh, are going to be in Las Vegas next week for USA basketball. Uh, your friend and, uh, uh, a man who you played with for a little bit, right? Steve Kerr, yep. um, is the head coach. Uh, great coaching staff here for USA Basketball. Um, Spolstra's an assistant coach as well. They're making a coaching change from the Popovich years. Yeah. 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 I love Steve Kerr and I always ask him about gun control when he comes to town and he always gives me the longest answer. <laughs> Talk about a story. And everybody Ooh. comes up to me afterwards. I remember the last time Steve Kerr was in town with USA Basketball, I asked him a question about gun control on October 1 and it's on YouTube and it's got a gazillion hits and, and a couple of members of the media said, thank you so much for asking him that question. I'm like, well, I appreciate that, but you could ask him that. It's like almost like people are afraid to ask him. Mm. He I doesn't love hide from that. I love that about Steve Kerr. I love the fact that, you know, his father died from gun violence, if I recall. He was assassinated. Yeah. And uh, I love the fact, uh, and the Greg Popovich, I love people that speak out and when they're on the right side of an argument and Steve Kerr's on the right side of it. And, and um, so I'll definitely ask him about that. And I can see... Steve Kerr's been talking basketball his whole life, but when you ask him about social issues or something, it's almost like his eyes light up a little bit, and he's so passionate about it. So anyway, he's going to be there at Mendenhall. Uh, my understanding with the schedule is it's uh, – I have a, an announcement to make. Uh, unless something goes wrong here in the next week, it appears as though we're going to be broadcasting live from Mendenhall on Thursday, day one of USA Basketball practice. Who knows the type of guests we'll have. You know, Mo has like some doctor's appointment. I said his health's not as important uh, as my show. You know what though? <laughs> I might. I'm in Reno. I might get up at four in the morning, and just drive back and make that. Who if knows? you do that, I would love you to be my co-host. <laughs> I would love you to be my co-host uh, if you're willing. You might be a little tired, but uh, imagine the guests we'll have. Oh, that's awesome! It's going to be yeah. fun. People coming in and out of there, and the people at USA Basketball are putting it together for us, which is really nice of them. And that'd be a lot of fun to be able to broadcast out there. I would have a great time, and it appears as though we're going to be doing that. They're going to give us the opportunity to do that. And uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Again, just like Summer League, 
my mo my uh my favorite maybe my favorite experience as a whole in Vegas in 20 years certainly my best sports experience was USA basketball I'll give you the one minute story um and you have tons of stories like this but USA basketball USA Jerry Colangelo takes over Mike Shashevsky takes over this was when they were had to qualify for the Olympics in the FIBAs right mm-hmm. there were eight I think they played like seven or eight games in, in Vegas and they're this was before Mendenhall they were practicing I believe it was Valley High School a high school gym and it wasn't as covered as much as it is now, but I, somehow I snuck in there, and I, they, I don't know if they thought I was a player or a coach. I don't think I was supposed to be in the guy, gym. Yeah, guy. I don't think I was supposed <laughs> to be in there. And I sneak into the gym, Mo, and they're scrimmaging against each other. And there's maybe 30 people in the gym. Mike Fratello sitting to my right. Rudy Tomjanovich is sitting to my left. Legends in there, and only maybe 20 or 30 people. And Kobe's on one team and LeBron's on the other. And I'll never forget this for the rest of my life. They were guarding each other. (laughs) And they were saying some of the worst things you could possibly say to somebody on the court that I can't repeat on the air. And it was, I was like a kid in a candy store. And they were just jawing at each other. And I remember, um, I think Michael Red was on that team. And I remember Red hit like nine threes in a row. Yeah, he was looking bucks, I think. Yeah, he was a great shooter. Great three-point shooter. And, uh... These guys wanted to beat each other badly. And this was a real game with officials. And I remember Kobe stole the ball from LeBron. Hmm. I'll always remember this. It was at the three-point line. And LeBron and Kobe's dribbling to the other end by himself. And it looks like he's going to get an uncontested dunk. LeBron runs from behind him. And it was probably the best block I've ever seen. And he just, Kobe was trying to dunk the ball. And then LeBron turns around and he's, and of course I can hear everything because there's only 30 people in the gym. So I was going, I always remember this. He says, quote, and I can't, I got to be careful with how I, he says, quote, this mother effer thinks that he's just going to come into this gym and take me on. (laughs) F that. (laughs) And he saw a couple of his teammates laugh and Kobe Uh gives him this stare. I'll never forget that, man. It's the best, best sports experience (laughs) of my life. And and it was, uh, it was very special. Yeah. I mean, you know. The, the 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 rumor is the best game ever played was with the dream team. Yes, there's, there's video of that. There's oh yeah, a little video of yeah. That. yeah. It's practicing. Yeah. And I think Larry Bird had a bad back, so he, he was, was on sitting the, out. Yeah. But it was when uh, uh, MJ was taking over for Magic and Bird, and you know, and they you know they were giving up the reins, and uh, it was one of the best games ever played. I mean, you're you're talking about Carl Malone and Patrick, all Charles these. Barkley. Yeah, they're all Hall of Famers yeah. playing and actually playing hard. Uh, and and, uh, you know, those, those are the best times, really. With Wasn't things like it that magic happen. that was talking trash to Jordan and then Jordan, like, took over in that scrimmage and then they all get on the bus? I heard the story. They all got on the bus and for, like, three or four minutes, they were all really quiet. And then they started talking, like, I, I think that might have been the best basketball game I've ever played yeah. in. <laughs> the other thing that happened was, I think I think it was a son on video, but yeah. a ma- uh, Magic and Bird were talking together, and a, the camera was on them. And they say, yeah, MJ, you know, is claiming he, he's the new, you know, sheriff in town. And, and Magic goes, and he ain't lying. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I remember that. That was, that was, that was so cool. Uh, to, to just watch some of the video of that scrimmage was pretty neat. Um, that's the great thing, right, about USA Basketball. Now, listen, you're not going to have LeBron coming out here. Don't think you're going to have Steph Curry, but you're going to have some I real... think you're having Steph Curry. Oh, is he? I didn't know he was going to be... He's never played in the Olympics. I didn't so know that. I, I heard that he's... He he's gonna play. He's gonna play. It's first time on playing for Team USA, I believe. And there's gonna be people on the select team, guys like Austin Reeves, you know, young Benchero, guys that are uh, the new up and comers. Yeah, and I love to watch the work ethic of these guys, right? And I remember in years past watching Carmelo Anthony and LeBron James 
and Russell Westbrook just on one hoop doing drills with each other and how hard they work and how competitive they are and how they're pushing each other, right? Uh, I loved watching that, and uh, Mendenhall's a great facility. Yeah. Um, how do you think Steve Kerr will do? You think he'll he'll succeed just like Krzyzewski oh, yeah. did? Yeah, yeah I mean, he, he's in the mold of Krzyzewski and, and Popovich, and he, he's right in there, and he's coached some great players. And you know, these are up-and-coming guys. People out there got to understand that. US, Team USA is not uh, trying to uh, qualify for the Olympics. They already have. Because right. once you win the gold medal, you qualify automatically for the next year. Yes. But there's... They're coming with not their A team, so don't be surprised. I haven't looked at their bracket, their pool, but there's teams that can beat Team USA, this team. Uh, you know, so it's going to, and this is Team USA of getting their younger players acclimated because eventually the LeBrons are going to move out and these guys have to move in. So yeah. it's going to be really interesting. Uh, it's going to be, for some of these guys, an experience they haven't had since college because it's more of a team yeah. uh, than when you're playing a, on your NBA team, it's a business. No question. Um, I always look forward to USA basketball. It's always so much fun. We're so spoiled here. We have uh, just had everything. NBA Summer League we just had here. Uh, AAU, top AAU tournament. Yep, top uh, high school basketball players in the country. We've got USA basketball coming here. They're going to be playing a scrimmage, by the way, at T-Mobile Arena on Monday. And uh, let's playing not Puerto Rico. Yes, good, and the, let's not forget about uh, the NBA midseason tournament, the Final <laughs> Four that's going to be here. Can't wait for We've that. got yeah, it's just unbelievable. <laughs> All right, well, Mo, you'll have to keep me updated. I would love you to co-host with me a week from today. You have to you confirm can. that that you're good, and then I I'm will. 99% sure yeah. we are broadcast. I already got the engineer in place. We're just trying to make sure we get some sort of internet connection out there, which I believe we will have, and then we will be good to go. So, uh, Paul, you know, you know, if I make that. I'm going to have to get up at 4.30 in the morning. You know I love you if I do that. I'll tell you what. I'll buy you lunch, Hudson. Oh, jeez. I'll give you $5 free slot play at Jackson's Bar and Grill. How about two, two Red Bulls? <laughs> yeah, you'll need, a, you'll need a few of those. Or Tina Peters could give you a red pill, whatever that means. Uh, anyway, my thanks to Tina Peters for joining us. Thank you for exposing yourself for being the conspiracy theorist that you are. Uh, Paul McKeskey, always a pleasure having him in studio, man. Paul, you're the best. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Same time, same place. Have a great day, everybody.